Hello, Facebook, we're back. <laughs> well, at least half of us is back. Uh, joining me on the other side of this table is... Raphael. Devona from Demouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, go check him out, demouse.com, uh, because he's got uh, great content over there. Uh, so you have to go do that. And uh, John is out on a business trip. Hopefully he'll be back. He better be back. I'll have to go find him, hunt him down and kill him. <laughs> uh, hey, let's start. Uh, if you, uh, we were just talking about the Lion King movie. So uh, I went to go see the Lion King movie. And uh, this is, listen, don't send the hate mail. Okay. Uh, my interpretation or opinion or thoughts are this. It was a very well done movie. It's almost word for word, story by story, song by song of the original. Very little, I think, was changed. I can't think of anything. Just the Scar the Scar song was changed. Yeah, the Scar song was changed, and Beyonce had a song in there. Everything else. Word for word, shot for yeah, shot. Yeah, word for word, shot by shot. I mean, the walking, the, everything. But it was such real that I felt like I was watching a National Geographic documentary on lions. Yeah, no, it was hyper real. And then these little characters start moving them out. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. It would have been better with thought bubbles, <laughs> I think. I think I saw something on Twitter and it said, like, this is my cat yeah. when it's happy. Yeah. And then, this is my cat when it's sad. Yeah. But the problem is the cat's mouth, nothing ever yeah. changes. The expression never changes. Right. And that's the problem I saw with it was that it was hard to get the emotion that you get out of the animated film. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. Uh, and then we're uh, Disney Disney World here in Florida. Uh, their Galaxy Edge is coming up on the 29th. And if you weren't online as a Platinum or Platinum Plus pass holder in the 10 seconds it took for their, your AP invite to disappear, yeah, <laughs> you didn't get one. Uh, luckily, uh, Raphael uh, knows a cast member. I know a cast member, so we're both going to the cast member preview. I'm going on the 8th. You're going the 9th. Mm-hmm. So you've already been to the, the other one. and. In Disneyland, had it's back totally there. different. Nothing like the one coming here. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be very different. Uh, rather than a Millennium Falcon, I don't know. Maybe they'll have something else. So far, what I've seen <laughs> is the paint. They things are painted darker here because of the Florida sun. Oh, Florida sun. I can see that. Uh, so we're doing that, and then uh, I got a pass holder. Did you get a pass holder? You don't have no, a pass anymore. No, no, you don't need one. Uh, so we're doing a pass holder preview. Uh, think the 21st i want to say first and then uh uh destinations to travel who uh is helping sponsor the show uh invited us to a vip tour on opening day lucky and that is probably the most exciting <laughs> thing that's happening to me this month <laughs> so that'll be interesting i've never done one but it gave me the idea oh you're gonna spread this to the world sure all right, maybe I shouldn't. I'll <laughs> let you know uh, October second, twenty twenty one, what my great idea was. <laughs> that's a tease right there. <laughs> Remind me to uh, tell you again. So that's it. All right, let's get uh, you ready to get into the show. Sounds good. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from www.parkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. 
All right, in today's show, we have news about passholder offerings here in Walt Disney World, which is strange, uh, <laughs> the NBA experience, and then new food options are coming to Swan and Dolphin. That is interesting. Uh, we have meetups, trivia, and so much more on this week's Disney Parks podcast. So, hey, whether you're planning a family vacation, a romantic getaway, a destination, a wedding a wedding cruise, a European adventure, or any other Disney ex- or any other really travel experience, don't forget to contact Destinations to Travel and book your dream vacation with them. It's very simple. doesn't cost you anything. It's free. You'll get all the help and the guidance that you need, making sure you're doing the right thing when you should be doing the right thing, but you got to go book with them. You can go to... Uh, DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash D2 travel and book, uh, fill out that form, and then that gets sent to Destinations Travel. And then someone will contact you and make your dream vacation happen. All right, you ready, Raph, to get into some uh, Disney news? Sounds good. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. All right. Uh, first up, uh, they have some limited, and I love when they use the word limited. Yeah, of course. Limited time fall pass holder offerings at uh, Epcot uh, and Disney's Animal Kingdom. So annual pass holders planning to visit Epcot this fall won't want to miss out on special offerings planned exclusively for them, such as your favorite thing in the whole entire world, pass holder, a magnet. Got to have them. <laughs> There's not enough space in my car. Or my fridge. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I'm going to have to buy a second fridge just to put all the magnets on it. Uh, Walt Disney World uh, annual pass holders visiting Epcot International Food and Wine Festival uh, are eligible to receive a complimentary Chef Mini. Hashtag Me Too movement. (laughs) Chef Mini magnet from August 29th to October 14th. And then a Chef Remy magnet. Ah, I see what they're doing there. Get ready for this, Chef Remy. October 15th to the 23rd. So they're making sure that they get you to come throughout the whole festival. On the annual pass holder's fourth visit to the festival, they can also receive a complimentary Chef Mini wooden coaster set. Uh, Each of these pass holder exclusive items can be picked up at Mouse Gears until they move in or Disney Traders. Uh, and they're available while supplies last. I don't think they've ever run out of these pass holder magnets. Yeah, I can't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they sell them then, all the leftovers at Cast Connection and the outlet Company stores. B. Yeah. Uh, pass holder must present a valid annual pass and a photo ID, uh, one Chef Mini magnet and one Chef Remy magnet and one coaster set per pass holder. All right. Uh, then they have pass holder exclusive merch and discounts. Not only do pass holders receive 20% discount on merchandise, but there are also several food and wine festival items created exclusively for pass holders. That's the first time they've done that. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. So pass holders can also receive a 10% discount on Eat to the Bead Concert Series dining package. And I th- don't. I think tables you can get. I think you used to get a DVC discount. So now they've just broadened the net, which will make this very much harder to get. You know, 
But there's really not anybody interested in playing this year, so I'm not too worried. Uh, <laughs> exclusive gift card offer. When an annual pass holder purchases a $100 Disney gift card. This, uh, this is Disney's new thing. Yeah. Perfect to use at the food and wine uh, marketplaces. Uh, they will also receive a $10 digital bonus to use at select table service restaurants at Epcot, which include Ascachers, uh, uh uh Coral Reef, Garden Grill, which I've never been to, La Cellier, Rose and Crown. Uh, so there you go. Uh, the gift card can be purchased at Mouse Gears, Disney Traders, and the Bridge Kiosk or Port of Entry. Those are those two big buildings there in World Showcase. Pass holders must present valid pass holder ID and a photo ID. Uh, one Disney gift card can be purchased per transaction. Before we keep going, I have to ask, yeah. do you not like spinning restaurants? No. <laughs> There's only four places I haven't eaten on property. That's one of them. It's not bad. It's not a bad spot for, bre- for like breakfast or whatever. It's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you I'll there, Tony. Go. We'll get you there. Uh, then, hey, beginning August 29th, additional annual pass hold opportunities will launch at both Epcot and Disney's Animal Kingdom. On the 29th of August, annual pass holders will be treated to special character greetings. Pass holders can meet Winnie the Pooh uh, at Christopher Robin's room in the United Kingdom at Epcot. While over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, pass holders can meet Baloo as well as Tarzan and Jane. Both parks will feature special photo pass opportunities. So there you go. So if those are some of your favorite characters, now you can have some photo pass opportunities with them. You can also sip and savor uh, time with pass holders and enjoy pass holder exclusive hidden menus available to purchase at Disney's Animal Kingdom from August 29th to September 2nd. That's like, what, a week? Yeah. So you're going to have to run there. And... Isn't it strange what day that starts? Galaxy's Edge Day. Get away from get away yeah. from Star Hollywood Studios. This is not please. the droids you're looking for. <laughs> Go to the Animal Kingdom. Nobody's there. You got on the wrong gondola. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you can dip into Door Bar, uh, Thirsty River, and Restaurant Saurus, and Nomad Lounge from three to six p.m. And be sure to ask the server for the special pass holder menu. So secret, they're not even telling us <laughs> what, what this is. menu is. <laughs> Here, it's a piece of chocolate. Go away. <laughs> uh, pass holders visiting Disney's Animal Kingdom can also pick up a complimentary Simba magnet on August 29th. Again, another reason to go to the other park. <laughs> At Discovery Trading Company, pass holders must present a valid pass holder ID, blah, 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 available while supplies last, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So all interesting things that they're doing on August 29th to distract people from that big old thing over there. This is not the Millennium Falcon you were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, what else is up, Raph? Yep. So we've got a look at Disney Springs' latest experience, which is the NBA experience. Ooh. I love basketball, but this is going to be an interesting one. So with the August 12th opening coming up soon, cast members are getting a preview of the new NBA experience coming to Disney Springs. And today, the Disney Parks blog shared some pictures inside the new venue. Inside, fans will be able to experience what it's like to walk in the footsteps of an NBA or WNBA player by participating in 13 different basketball-related activities. Hmm. 
You can work on your ball handling skills and dribble. Yes, you have to be athletic to be here. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is not just for show. No. Make a highlight reel worthy slam with the adjustable rim at dunk. You know, for me, hmm. that's going to have to be like six feet tall. Got to be four <laughs> feet tall for exactly. me. <laughs> Challenge your friends at the pop a shot game inside the arcade or test out your basketball knowledge with trivia. Mm. The fun activities can be done in any order and can be repeated to improve your scores and skills. Some of the activities are even customized especially for you. When you arrive at the NBA experience, you can choose a nickname and your favorite NBA or WNBA team. <laughs> Miami Heat for me. Both will stay with you throughout your visit, showing up on your leaderboards and signs. That's kind of cool. Yeah. O over at shoot, the court will transform into your team's home arena. So I'm guessing that's using screens and, yeah. and I've seen some of the projection on the floors and stuff. But that's that's still kind of neat. Yeah, you can even choose the basketball size that best fits your hand and set your own skill level, so beginners can have a great time as well. Uh, advanced tickets for the NBA experience are already on sale for thirty-four dollars and twenty-nine dollars for kids, plus tax. So my big question is, you know, you had <laughs> you had an experience, a Disney experience that did well. Mm. for a time and mm -hmm. then went completely dark and then was just taken away and now you're getting this to replace it and everything in that building is more relevant now because kids are gaming like correct crazy and they took it away so i i think this this experience would have been great if they would have done it at world of the sports mm. because you have a lot of sports teams that come to walt disney world to visit right but i just don't see the like if you're dressed up to go Somewhere fancy out for dinner. It'd be Disney great at Universal. Yeah, and, and that it didn't even last there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is this is much more advanced. Obviously, you yeah. have Imagineering doing it, mm -hmm. but I still, I think the restaurant's going to be more popular than the actual. Ex yeah. Than the, than the yeah. What I do think is the pricing's not bad. I think thirty-four bucks for mm. for for an outing or an experience is not mm. not overly priced at Disney I, World. I I think it's around the same price as Disney Quest was. I don't think it's any more or less. Right? I just think Disney Quest was more relevant for the Disney yeah. audience. That's yeah. the part that I... Yeah. Although the NBA is obviously growing and in popularity and all that. Yeah. I mean, they certainly could have revamped it rather than taking it out. You know, they could have made the, the larger games inside more to date. You know, maybe VR experiences and things like that. Than just saying, all right, you know what, just close the damn building down. Let's get rid of Do it. Do you think they're just targeting like that crowd that comes in for Wild World of Sports? The young, you know, the young. But like you're saying, it, it's in the wrong place. It belongs at ESPN. It doesn't belong at uh, Disney Springs. Now, I've heard that the Strawberry Lot, that's a lot behind uh, Cirque, is going to become more shopping and yeah, dining. Another expansion. Yeah, another expansion. That's the reason they built the grapefruit is to have more yeah, capacity. Get more capacity. But I don't know. Will this make more sense in that expansion? Uh, you know, time is only going to tell. Yeah, like maybe that area will be more energy focused, like more activity based. Could be. Could be. Perhaps. Yeah. All right. Hey, last week, uh, Raph, we had a uh, trivia question. It was uh, what does Puma, uh, Timon, uh, say grubs taste like? And the correct answer was like everything else in the world, chicken. <laughs> tastes like chicken. Uh, and they use that line in the new movie. Uh, <laughs> the winner is uh, Sergio, and as Sergio, as we like to say, it's in the mail. All right, hey, this week we have a question. We just did uh, a whole two-part 
Magic Hour show that you can catch on Patreon if you're a Patreon. Uh, how many singing busts are there in the graveyard scene? And we're talking about Haunted Mansion stuff because it's the 50th anniversary of this attraction. 50 years for yeah. a single attraction that they haven't... Basically, you haven't changed it. Yeah. It, they pretty much kept to the original yeah. compared to all the other things they've built that they tear yeah. apart and make different. So that's good. If you know the correct answer, send it to Disney Parks Podcast at a gmail dot com. Hey, we have a contest. We are giving away two water park tickets to either Typhoon or Blizzard, your choice. You go wherever you want. Two tickets for adults, adult price tickets. Uh, you can sign up for the contest, uh, get your entries. If there's even a daily entry. You can do it at facebook.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. So go over to Facebook. Well, I'll have it pinned to the top of the, the page later today. Go there, get all your entries every single day. It's definitely perfect weather for that right now. Yeah, two, two, two free tickets. That's great. And if you are not, sign up for Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast where we have uh, ad-free shows, exclusive shows, the extra magic hour, the extra extra magic hour. All that stuff is only for our patrons. And go over to patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. Hey, I couldn't believe this, that they were, I, I guess, I guess it had to happen. They're expanding the food options over at Swan and Dolphin. So that, that's good. They're building that little satellite over at the Fantasia Golf. Yeah. So maybe that's, maybe the some of this is going one. there. I don't know. Well, yeah, actually, I think this is going just to the, uh, what's the main one? I always get them confused. The Swan? The Dolphin? The, the Swan is the main one. I think so. And then the dolphin is the the dolphin is the one that's getting it. The smaller one yeah. is the one that's getting it. Yeah. I walked in there uh with Jen and it was like you know, it got gotten updated, but it was still a ghost town compared to the renovations they did on the other side. Right. The other side, the new lounge area is beautiful with mm-hmm. a beautiful bar, beautiful TVs. Uh the walk in area where you can go and get, you know, your coffee shakes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think they just wanted to grab and go for the other side. Yeah. And I think that's what this is. This is yeah. Interesting. All right, so uh, they have two new quick service uh, food and drink venues uh, coming to the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort in the next few months, so this is going to happen quickly. A new grab-and-go dining location serving coffee, ready-made sandwiches, and snacks will debut later in the summer, followed then by a new frozen drink counter in the fall. Uh, Both will be located in the Swan lobby, so that's good. Uh, The new grab-and-go... Uh, Java will feature sweet and savory breakfast options as well as sandwiches, wraps, salads, and desserts throughout the day. Uh, the venue will also serve a variety of teas, espressos, fraps, and coffees, including a special nitro beer. No, a nitro brew. <laughs> uh, cold brew with liquid nitrogen as well as wines, beer, juices, and more. I'm not a fan of this nitro brew. I had it at Starbucks. At Starbucks? Yeah, it I don't know. It changes the... the complexion. Yeah. I um, haven't had it myself. the coffee. Uh, and I think that the reason they're doing these breakfast things, too, is there seems to be a lack of places to get breakfast lately at Walt Disney World. Like, all breakfast seem to have, like, almost disappeared, and now they're going, oh, wait a minute. Where, where are people having breakfast? So now they're starting to 
I think star- breakfast. I think Starbucks killed a lot of breakfasts because everybody. That's what people do. It's a liquid breakfast. People go there yeah. and right. That's the first thing in the park. Yeah, I have a coffee, double shot, for espresso, triple shot. <laughs> oh wait, I have three kids. Four, four shots of espresso in that drink. Uh, the additions are among the latest food and beverage uh, changes at the resort. Uh, following the recent redesign, a new menu launched at Shula's Steakhouse earlier this year and additions uh, of the Grab and Go. And remember, John uh, John Sarah went to that uh, new Shula menu. Uh, Fuel and Finn's Lounge at the Dolphin in 2017. So, there you go. Yeah, that revamped area, I mean, again, it really yeah. came out great. Yeah, I think because they're building that new little satellite, they're cleaning up everything over there. It's a pretty big campus. I mean, when yeah, you start to think is. about it with that other hotel they're going to build. Yeah. So, what makes Galaxy's Edge even better? Here. Al- alcohol. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, Disney has announced that alcoholic blue and green milk is coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. Walt Disney World has updated their menu at the milk stand in the soon-to-be-open Star Wars Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. to include alcoholic beverages. Huh. The blue milk cooler will feature a plant-based dairy blend of coconut and rice milk with fruity characteristics, plus what makes everything better, Bacardi. Hmm. The green milk cooler has a plant-based dairy blend of coconut and rice milk with citrus and tropical characteristics, plus Corazon Blanco tequila. Hmm. Both drinks sell for $14 each. If you thought Galaxy's Edge was cheap, it's not. Yikes. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens inside Disney's Hollywood Studios on August 29th, as Tony Casanova has let you know that Disney is planning for. So they didn't have this at Disneyland because there's no alcohol in Disneyland. Well, the first salvo to putting Disneyland alcohol in Disneyland was clearly Galaxy's Edge. Mm. I mean, obviously, we've had it at Club 33 before. Yeah. But um, I think I think this is, you know, the first step. And then you'll you'll see... You'll see Disneyland get this over there, too, and then that's when it's going to start. Hmm. They're going to say that people are demanding it, and then they'll put it everywhere. That's my, my assumption, yeah. to, to be honest. But but in the short run, yes, Disney's Hollywood Studios always has had alcohol, so it would make sense that they're going to have alcohol. Mm. And while I think this drink is very plain, and it has its fans because, of course, the history of, yeah, of the blue, blue milk. milk. Yeah. But uh, adding alcohol to it is probably going to make it a l- taste better. Mm. Yeah, and they also added the souvenir container to take it out that is actually very cool yeah i wish we had seen that when we were in, in disneyland but that's one of the few things yeah we that looked pretty interesting i think it had a whole, like a whole strap you can carry a beverage around with well, you you can't carry your your 14 beverage in something very flimsy <laughs> you know you got to carry it in something hefty <laughs> well if you got your lightsaber on <laughs> and you got your blue milk container and you got your camera and your annual pass on you and your gift card hanging off on something else. And your Jedi robe that they finally allow you to wear. Yeah. One Are day. they? One day. I don't think so. Ugh. All right. Hey, next up, uh, we're talking about the uh, secret menu items. We have a little tip on what one of the secret menu items are over at Epcot at the Sunshine Season uh, was revealed. The secret snack can be found at the bakery counter in the Sunshine Seasons on the low level of the Land Pavilion, Epcot's future world. Uh, being that it's a secret, shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a little sample. Um, you have to ask, obviously, to see it because it's not there. Like magic. Where's the secret food? <laughs> 
Uh, the annual Passover secret treat is a gelato sandwich made with two perfectly baked sugar cookies and a generous scoop of vanilla gelato. Uh, the sandwich is rolled in chocolate crunchy pearls and topped with chocolate drizzle. Uh, the cookies were just as you hoped they would be. Soft in the middle and not too mushy. The gelato was rich, creamy, and had vanilla bean flakes throughout. Mm-mm-mm. If you want good gelato, go to Lickety Split, the Four Seasons. They got killer gelato. If you want anything, go to the Four Seasons. Yeah, yeah. The Art of Animation gelato is not that bad. No, it's not. It's I go there yeah. occasionally just for the gelato as a little snack. Uh, be warned, uh, there is no graceful way to eat this treat. You just got to fork at it or shove it in your mouth. Uh, it's everything that you would uh, love and know about a gelato sandwich, but it is a messy. Uh, it's the only dessert currently featured at the Sunshine Seasons that incorporates gelato. And it's a great alternative to their standard a bit delicious cupcake and tart offerings. So there you go. Uh, the pass holder secret treat will be available when? August 28th. <laughs> While supplies last. I'm seeing a pattern here. Yep. And it will only cost you $4.39 before tax. So it's a steal. $4 for gelato and two cookies? Sign me up. Hey, I was not in attendance, but uh, July 20th, uh, there was a meetup at the Sasagula Floats, and there was a lot of people from what I saw from the picture, so that is great. Thank you all for coming awesome. out and uh, meeting us. Uh, we got another meet coming up this uh, August 17th, coming up soon. If you are going to be in Orlando... Uh, please let us know if you want to attend so that I can make sure that you're on the reservation. We are going to have breakfast with Goofy and his friends at Ravello at the Four Seasons. I'm actually chucking my condo right now. You should. <laughs> you should come. Oh, definitely. Come. Yeah. We're going to have fun. Yeah. We're going to have fun. Uh, so if you want to come, make sure that you let us know so that we can make sure that uh, you're going to do it. Uh, officially now, September 15th, uh, 2 p.m., we're going to go uh, to the boardwalk to Amp Hill's. And uh, maybe get some Marvel ice cream or whatever, you know, other frozen treats they may have. That's a nice spot. Yeah. So the outside seating, we'll hang out there. If it gets too hot, we'll go to Abracadab Bar. It can't get too hot because my birthday's the day before and I need it to cool down finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, food and wine is coming up. All right. So Walt Disney World shares additional details on holiday experiences coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Ooh. Disney's Animal Kingdom is going to have more festive decor and new entertainment in every land of the park this holiday season. On Discovery Island at the center of the theme park, the magic of the holidays will come to life during the day and evening hours. When guests walk across the bridge toward Discovery Island, they can feast their eyes on the celebration of winter that has been handcrafted by the eclectic community of artists who make the island their home. The village will feature sparkling white holiday decorations along with animal-inspired luminaries along the rooftops and wireframe lanterns in the shape of birds. So, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. I mean, you're going to walk and on either side of the buildings that you, you you know, they're themed, but they right. now with these light-up uh, representations of animals, wireframed as they, they put it, yeah. uh, it really should, you know, turn on that area in a more festive right. mood. Right. Also featured will be because that's one thing. The Animal Kingdom, 
I mean, it doesn't look like the Magic Kingdom with all the Christmas it's decorations. Not, yeah, it's, so it's a completely different it's, it's not Christmas as royal. experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and and you have to come up with something that really fits. And I think this does because it really, as we'll talk about it right now, but it's, yeah. it, it fits in with what they're doing with the Tree of Life. Right. Also featured will be a holiday gathering of winter animals realized in the form of life-size artisan-sculpted puppets on Discovery Island during the daytime hours. Reindeer, foxes, polar bears, penguins, and more will interact with guests while musicians play festival music. This is a little bit interesting. So this kind of, from what I've seen in the concept art, it's kind of like if you, you know, the characters that you see and maybe finding Nemo the musical, right. where you've got a person holding onto a puppet, and I guess they're going to have them so... You can go and interact. Mm. Or I was guessing mostly kids are going to interact yeah. with them, but also for photos. Oh, yeah, know. sure. So I think that should be interesting. And the Christmas music, I'm sure, will help, or the holiday music. Right. The rooftop luminaries and bird lanterns placed around Discovery Island will bring a warm and festive glow to the entire village as nighttime approaches. The Tree of Life will awaken with winter stories and familiar holiday-inspired music. The Tree of Life will shimmer and sparkle throughout the night, Alive with the magic of nature and the spirit of the holidays, so I'm I'm always happy with anything they add to Disney Animal Kingdom. Yeah, and I love the projection show on the Tree of Life. Mm. I, I I love that they added it on the reverse side of the Tree of Life. Right, and I really, for as much as I don't like what they did with Rivers of Light, and I still think that needs to get revamped and mm. hopefully bring that up to par. Mm. I think they nailed it with the Tree of Life and. Even with all these, you know, update regular updates, it just adds something new that you can go regularly to see. Yeah. And let's face it, after they took, a, you know, Galaxy's Edge took a lot of the, the Christmas stuff, obviously with Osborne Lights away. So yeah. Disney's having to replace that in some other in some other yeah. fashion. Yeah. I still think they should bring that back, but that's just me. All right. Uh, next up, let's go through some rumors. These are always fun and interesting. Uh, I don't, I don't have John with a rumor alert button. Uh, All right, let's start in the Magic Kingdom. What do you think, Raphael, of them taking the Tomorrowland sign down? Like, what was the intention of that? I mean... On on the bridgeway. Yeah, they're they're starting to... I think they put it back recently. So I I haven't seen if they've put it back, but I, I know... They've obviously they started with Monsters Inc. They they really reduced that sign more to a classic, yeah. traditional Tomorrowland look. So yeah. I just think they're going for that new, more modern aesthetic mm. to try to match. They're never gonna. It's kind of like what they did with New Fantasyland when New Fantasyland was coming into Fantasyland. Right. They painted all the buildings darker. They highlighted some of the t- the turrets to in order to bring out like the old buildings to make it fit in with the new ones as best they yeah. could. And I think that's the the problem is when you see these newer attractions like even Galaxy's Edge. They make the older stuff look completely like out of place. So, yeah. so they've got to like place make in order to make these things fit in. And yeah. Tr- Tron is going to be so modern compared yeah. to yeah. everything else in the Magic Kingdom. Right. So I think well, by Tomorrowland. Sim- yeah, exactly. So yeah. by simplifying the aesthetic, I think it'll blend in a little. It'll better. be like this is Tomorrowland Tron, and this is Tomorrowland of the past. Yeah. <laughs> or 1950s, 60s era. So, all right, it's interesting. They're, they're still doing all the kind of paint changes over there, too. I kind of like the new paint scheme over there. It's very colorful, very bright, very vibrant. So, I, I'm not I'm not harping hey, on they're, it. Hey, they're selling a purple wall jacket now for 50 bucks. So I know. Yeah, well, good for them. It, it must be popular. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> the paint scheme. <laughs> good for you on the uh, paint there, Disney. Thank you. 
and whoever painted that purple and put that out there, go give them a raise. Yep. Uh, hey, Epcot. Uh, Epcot soon will become a major construction zone. It's, it's started to already. Uh, more on that next month after the expo happens. We're going to get two, Epcot 2.0 thrown at us. And that's what concept art is. It's like bringing the yeah. bulldozers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've already gotten rid of the monoliths. They've already started to change the tram area. Uh, they they already sent out a list of everything that's closing and being removed and reorganized. So it's going to be a, the front of the park is going to be a construction zone, pretty much. Uh, in addition, it was also recently reported uh, by some internet sources that Epcot Forever will be uh, will end in May of 2020 and then be replaced by a new. Disney themed the nighttime spectacular. Uh, Disney has uh, only uh, officially announced uh, 2020 at this point, but the internet sources have confirmed that it will be in May of 2020. May, uh, June, July, August. Uh, yeah, so that'll give them a couple months before, because I think they'll probably want to do this around October, you know, because that's also the Epcot anniversary. So they'll throw the new show into production, I assume, then. Kind of like what they're doing now, September 29th with October 1st. We'll see. Over at the studios, uh, we are less than one month away. We're days away, really, from the biggest opening of Walt Disney World in some time, right? Yes, Fantasyland was the last thing that really was big. Well, Pandora. You don't like Pandora. I don't count that. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't count. No bias from Tony Casanova. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Crowds may not have been what they uh, were quite expecting uh, out there at Disneyland, uh, but expectations are pretty high here at Walt Disney World. I think this is a different animal here. I really do. Yeah, I mean, clearly it didn't didn't bring the crowds that they they were expecting, like a a sea change in Disneyland because of Star Wars. And I think those expectations were always too high. Right. But uh, I think Walt Disney World... Even if you go on a regular day, it's busy. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. yes, this is going to bring in a lot of people. But I do think that separating the two openings was the, was the bigger issue. I think yeah. I think people know intrinsically, like, you know, Flight of Passage is Rise of the Resistance. So why am mm-hmm. I going to skip? Imagine if the boat ride was the only thing you could do in Pandora right now. Like, it wouldn't have had the same impact that it had. I don't go there, so it really doesn't matter. Tony doesn't <laughs> even know it exists. This is like, like, like going I've been on, there once. <laughs> it once it's not part of the mouse once um, alright so let's see according to some uh, insider information and various sources this uh, change was made due to Disney wanting to get Walt Disney version uh, this is about Rise of Resistance uh, they wanted to get the Walt Disney World version up and running quickly in response to what happened at Disneyland nobody going uh, they also had an advantage of Walt Disney World where they were further behind, so some of the fixes uh, have been made easier here in the Florida version rather than backtracking uh, over at Disneyland. So onward, forward, and then we'll go back and fix Disneyland when we get to it. Uh, Disney would rather focus on getting one completely ready to go uh, than furthering the attraction for really both. So I think that's the other thing, too, is they... They, I think they wanted to do them day and date, but now one is further ahead, so they're just going to go, sorry, we're going this way. We're going to throw all our resources at this, get this thing literally, up and running. Yeah. Literally, because they took the yeah. people off of Mickey's Runaway Railway, a lot of them, to, yeah. to work. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, in addition to the Rise of the Resistance, several sources have now said that Disney is going to add the originally planned sit-down restaurant to Star Wars Land. Eureka. Yeah. Uh, no word on when construction would uh, begin, but uh, the space for this dining venue is already uh, already there near uh, Oga's Cantina and may take uh, some of the pressure off Oga's. That is one of the biggest problems in that land right now, is that that's Eat. not there. Yeah. So, can you get food in the cantina? No. You no food at all? None. That I know of, I don't... I, maybe it was like light snacks or something, but, uh. but I don't think so. Uh, yeah, mm. I mean, actually, there was a... There's like a peachy dish, like... It okay. literally looks like a peachy dish. Okay. And it's like a gelatin, uh-huh. so that that is food. Okay. I think they might have like two or little, three little tiny things, but mm. no, not anything that you would consider... Food. Like food to... Like a sandwich. To make up for that tequila, you just down. Yeah. Okay. But um, so, but obviously this was designed to have the restaurant. So yeah, that's why it doesn't fit mm. right now. Yeah. And then the restaurant was supposed to have characters dressed in costume right. and all that stuff. Mm. And Disney probably balked at the price of having the, the characters all throughout the land. But I'm sure they're not gonna balk when people are spending way more for a sit down meal. So yeah. I think they'll go ahead and pay. For the live cantina band members and yeah. all the other stuff. So I just think it's very necessary. Yeah, make it a whole dining, like a dining show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people would pay for the butt for that. All right. Hey, uh, Animal King rumors. Uh, Up, a great bird adventure has been a problem since it debuted. Still haven't seen it. Uh, guest satisfaction is quite low, I can imagine. And the show has already seen some changes. Later this year, Disney will try again. Give it one more crack. Uh, with some more changes in the show, uh, goes through another refurbishment and hopes to tweak it, adjust to uh, make it enjoyable for everyone. There are a lot of people that just don't like birds. And, yeah. like, my brother is one, and he's an adult. He just doesn't like birds. He would never go to this show. I'll be honest. Ever. I like zoos. I know everybody says not a zoo. So mm. I'm, like, their perfect candidate for this show. Mm. And I still find that boring. So, yeah. so it's it's they need to do something. And adding the characters was a good idea because it attracts people into the building. Mm. But once you get them in the building, you've got to give them something worth seeing. Right, right. Uh, Disney has officially announced the opening date for the Skyline, which we talked about, September 29th. I believe that they're going to have the Hollywood line running August 29th. Come hell or high Yeah, water. unless something major happens. That, that At least from the Caribbean beach uh, to, yeah, to the studios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to get animation and pop and all those people. Uh, it's got to be. Uh, all three lines of Skyline will open to guests on that day. Uh, many have expected... Uh, an opening closer to and alongside Star Wars. That's my belief. Uh, the station and infrastructure construction, specifically on the Epcot line and International Gateway, is behind and is what is making uh, this date, opening date later than what is expected. Uh, Disney does plan on a soft opening uh, on the line from animation and pop to the Caribbean, and I think that's what they're going to open uh, to the studios uh, earlier than September 29th. I believe they've been uh, doing some crash tests with their cast members, which is always nice. Crash test, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get don't get the people more afraid of this thing than they are already. Hey, listen, they don't like the cast members. Hey, come over here, cast members. Get in here. We don't know if it really works. Get up there. Oh, sorry, uh, you're stuck up there. That's too bad. <laughs> I will get you down tomorrow. Um, so that's it. 
So that's uh, some interesting rumors. Not a lot of uh, great shaking stuff that we normally... But it's yeah. good. It was good stuff. It's, it's, it's the lull before the big yeah. D23. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, there, let, let it rain hell on us. <laughs> <laughs> so the new VIP passholder perks coming to Epcot this summer. Mm. There's quite a few. Yeah. Walt Disney World annual passholders can take advantage of some brand new VIP passholder. Am I saying that right, or is it supposed to be VI passholder? Like VIP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> passholder perks at Epcot beginning July 29th. So let's take a look at them. Uh, reserved seating for an out of this world concert series. Uh, passholders can enjoy reserved seating on a first come, first serve basis for concerts taking place July 29th through August 18th at the American Gardens Theater. Simply enter on the left side of the theater and show your valid annual pass and photo ID for access to the annual pass holder section. Hmm. Yeah, that's always a nice perk. That's great. Yeah. Receive a 10% discount at Fife and Drum and Block and Hans. Pass holders will receive a 10% discount on non-discounted food and beverage items, including alcohol, at these locations from July 29th through August 18th. Pass holders must present their valid annual pass and photo ID to receive the discount. Must use non-cash payment methods, so electronic, credit cards, and debit cards and gift cards. Nice. You can also get a complimentary sweet treat at Coral Reef Restaurant. Hmm. They, they are using the word complimentary? Is that correct? Yep. I know, right? Wow. Some things are free. Wow. In addition to receiving a 10% discount at this dining location, annual pass holders who dine at Coral Reef and purchase an adult entree from July 29th through August 28th, this August 28th number comes up, mm -hmm. <laughs> will receive an exclusive complimentary dessert. It is Prosecco ice cream with berries, whipped cream, raspberry powder, and fresh mint. Wow. Limit to one complimentary dessert per adult entree per pass holder. Hmm. A 10% discount applies on the non-discounted price of food and non-alcoholic beverages, excluding applicable tax and gratuity during all available meal periods and is valid for the pass holder and up to three guest pass holders, which must present their valid annual pass and photo ID to receive the dessert and discount. Right. And finally, we've got a special Disney photo pass opportunity where you can visit Disney photo pass photographers at the bridge in the Italy Pavilion hmm. for, for pictures with some of the pass holder exclusive props, again, July 29th through August 28th. Nice. That's some nice perks. I think so. I think they're starting to treat us like humans. <laughs> I mean... I A little bit. Yeah, I definitely think that, that as the prices go up on these passes, they, they need to... To go back to, honestly, to what they used to do, yeah. which is give you a lot of incentives for having the pass. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, hey, if you like the very merry uh, Christmas party, uh, a new attraction overlays are coming to Mickey's very merry Christmas party. So I think these are things that they're only going to do during the party. There won't be, you know, non-party days or whatever. A uh, new fireworks show for Mickey's very merry Christmas party has already been announced. Uh, but now guests have even more fun at uh, the After Hours event with several ride overlays new for 2019. Uh, ticketed guests can go on a drive at Tomorrowland Speedway through a festive freeway. I see what you did there, Disney. <laughs> of lights and decorations at nearby. Uh, then at nearby Space Mountain, the attraction will be filled with new lighting and holiday songs. Very interesting. Yeah, I can't picture Space Mountain with holiday know. songs. <laughs> Nothing says screaming through space with holiday Christmas cheer. 
the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor has also a brand new holiday show. So it'll just be Christmas jokes, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's clearly like it's designed around things that they can do in a quick moment. I, I mean, I, I'd be interested to see if your if your prediction is correct about like are they really going to take out the lights and decoration from the speedway mm. every single night? And put it back on. I the think party. they'll just be like, like projection light. Yeah, oh. yeah. They they'll just turn on or off. Yeah, they're not gonna go crazy. Uh, then the last item is uh, the uh, oh, uh, in Fantasyland, Mad Tea Party will become a Christmas tea party with four holiday combinations of lights and music. Uh, the attraction overlays join the new minis. Wonderful Christmas time fireworks show uh, to make uh, for the Christmas party that is merrier than ever. And the party starts November 8th and is held on select nights in the Magic Kingdom through December 22nd. And then the Christmas parade will run every day thereafter. Uh, tickets are now on sale. So get your date and get your ticket before they're gone. Because some of these dates do sell out, especially the ones around Thanksgiving. I I love the the extra you know events like this, and I definitely mm-hmm. like I liked the Halloween you know Mickey's not so scary, yeah. more than the Christmas one. So I, I'm the first one that's super excited about all these additions. Yeah, I okay. think it, I think it makes it more of a distinct event. Yeah, yeah. And I should mention uh, we'll probably talk about it next week, but they did uh, this week announce that uh, Tony's merriest Christmas party is coming back, and those tickets are now on sale too. And that is a highly recommended from this guy. Highly recommended. I've never heard about this. Yeah, it's in Tony's uh, Town Tavern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think it starts at 9 and goes to one hour past whenever the Christmas party ends. So if it ends at midnight, you get to 1. So it's uh, hot uh, hors d'oeuvres and appetizer kind of things. And alcoholic beverages. Okay. And non-alcoholic, but... Alcohol beverages, yep. And then you have a reserved viewing area for the parade, uh, which was right in front of the train station. So the parade came down, and we had a great view. There was maybe six of us in the viewing area. Yeah, so it was just perfect. Yeah, so all the characters were coming by and saying hello because, you know, they were done. So they were happy. We were happy. Uh, So after that, uh, we went and saw the fireworks, and then we went back, and then they had dessert and coffee, and coffee with alcohol, if you so choose. And the party ended, so everybody's leaving. We're inside having our coffee and our dessert. And then we left, and there's nobody around because yeah, the party's it? done. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So highly recommended by uh, this guy. Yeah. Oh, Tony is good for Tony. Yep. So, speaking about Galaxy's Edge again, Disneyland has adjusted the reservation procedures for Ogus Cantina hmm. and soon Savvy's Workshop. Uh-oh. The Disneyland Resort has changed how and when guests can make reservations for the popular Ogus Cantina inside Star Wars Galaxy's Edge hmm. and will soon make changes at Savvy's Workshop as well. Reservations for the cantina are now being made using the Disneyland app, just like a normal dining reservation. Hmm. Hallelujah. Reservations can now be booked 14 days out, and soon Olga will accept reservations 60 days in advance. When the initial reservation-only period for the new land ended last month, guests were required to make a same-day reservation for Olga's Cantina via the Disneyland website. 
guests using the Disneyland app were forwarded to the website when trying to make reservations. And while not a major change, it does streamline the process. I think this is just hmm. Disney like finally starting to normalize operations at Disneyland yeah. for, Galaxy's, yeah. for Galaxy's Edge. I think that land was run so incredibly well as far as getting people into the spaces that they needed to be and trying to manage mm. the crowds. And even though the crowds never materialized to the extent that they were probably hoping, yeah, it still well, was... what so they were going to be. Yeah, it still was a daunting challenge. Yeah. So I, I think this is just them finally getting things back to normal. A credit card is required to make a reservation and guests will be charged the standard $10 per person uh, fee for missing or canceling a reservation. Disneyland has also confirmed that reservations for Savi's Workshop which are currently available on the same day, will soon also be available 60 days in advance. Well, so I wonder if they're going to do that down here then too. I would assume. Yes. I, I think that's the process. I just think it's going to take longer here because mm. I do think there's going to be more crowds. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Very interesting. I, I assume it was very busy, period. Right? There was a lot of demand for the cantina. Oh, when I went, I mean, obviously yeah. it was it was mobbed. I mean, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. So there was a two hour wait on you know on opening day. Yeah, and, and, that, and, and that was, and that, was a, that was with the reservation. Oh, with the reservation. Yeah, because I you know, yeah. and then once the reservations opened up, mm. uh, they were making you do same day reservations. But I I think all the reservations were booked like within yeah. the first hour. Hmm. Um, and you could do it through the website, so that that made it very. Yeah, so it'll be interesting since we are we d- we are not getting the reservation. To, to get into the land, how will you get into the cantina? I guess you'll just have to queue up and hope you get in there. Yeah, I mean, the cantina, the problem is that this just, just doesn't hold enough people. Mm. Uh, it's really... They should have made it bigger, not smaller. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to talk about it later, but, uh, you know, they announced the millionth yeah. person at... at yeah. At the uh, Millennium Falcon. Yeah. The thing is, that holds people. Yeah. <laughs> the cantina... It's, there's been rumors that they might even double a cantina, but I think yeah. I think the restaurant is the more obvious choice. All right. All right. Hey, new features are coming to uh, Mickey's Boo to You Parade. So we talked about Christmas changes. Now here's some Halloween changes coming. Uh, in addition to several new offerings previously published uh, for the 2019 Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, uh, Disney has also announced new Friends and Floats will be added to Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade. That's interesting. Uh, new to the parade this year will be Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse uh, donning brand new holiday costumes. Very interesting. Uh, the Haunted Mansion parade portion will highlight the additions of the Ghost Bride, Ooh. Mm, who will mingle with uh, the ever-present spooks and spirits. That's neat. That is a great idea. A uh, new Tomorrowland addition to the uh, parade will feature The Incredibles. Yeah, that's, that's weird. That, that's a little odd. Uh, and beloved designer Edna Mode, very weird, followed by Buzz Lightyear and uh, Alien Explorers, who set out for discovery of a planetary playset float. I'm thinking here, and this is, <laughs> I'm not you know, trying to make predictions for D23 Expo or anything like that, but... Since I am here, I'm going to make it one, which is mm. that Incredibles has to finally replace Stitch's Great Escape, right? They mm. have to put them somewhere outside yeah. of that dance party. Yeah. I mean, please, for the love of God, they, they had a successful movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mickey's uh, Not So Scary Halloween Party will be offered on select nights from, yes, August 16th mm-hmm. 
August 16th. It's Halloween starting here yeah. in Florida. Uh, through November 1st, uh, and is a separate hard ticket event uh, at the Magic Kingdom. To so. be fair, August 16th is when the palm tree leaves fall. Yeah. <laughs> and I assume uh, Halloween's already sold out, so no, don't think about that. <laughs> that's, that's already off the table. I can tell you that right now. That's yeah. so cold, but That's it's still crazy. true. It's, it's definitely true. It's the first date to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then people go, oh, yeah, fine, I'll go in August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when the pass holder discount dates are in August now. Jesus. Yeah. Right. So it's time for more refurbishment of the Walt Disney World property, which has been a construction zone for the last few years. Oh, yeah. But uh, we are getting Saratoga Springs is getting its free refurb. And in, back in June, workers began a multi-year project to renovate all of the villas in the 15-year-old Disney Vacation Club property. Hmm. Can't believe it's been 15 years. Yeah. Crews have started work on the wholesale renovations at Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. The work began in the Congress Park neighborhood of the Spalling Resort, which is the first section to open to guests back in May of 2004. Two buildings in the Congress Park are currently closed off, with crews renovating both of the buildings' exteriors and guest room interiors. Interior updates include changes to floor and wall coverings, plus the addition of a new style fold-down sofa bed. Right. All the rooms in the Congress Park are classified as preferred views, meaning renovated standard view rooms may not be available to guests until very late in 2019. Is Congress Park the one that overlooks Disney Springs? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Until very late in 2019 or early 2020. Buildings in the paddock were the next to open at the resort's original debut and would presumably be the next to receive the updates. Disney has not released an estimate for the project's completion. Hmm. Back in 2017, Disney began renovations on the 531 villas at Disney's old Key West Resort, a project that took more than 18 months to complete. Yikes. Yeah, so you can imagine Saratoga Springs, which consists of 828 villas spread over 18 buildings, plus the 60 freestanding treehouse villas, which are amazing, and I hope... Are those supposed to get refurbished as well in this I party? think so. See, that would be incredible because yeah. they're they're amazing, but mm. they just, you know, they, they're they a little bit old-fashioned. Yeah. yeah. But it's... um, I love Saratoga Springs. I, I actually, like... I enjoy walking there. I, I, I will do the whole walk around just to, you know... I live, I'm a local, so I get to do these random yeah. things. But I... I'll use it as a walking trail. I'll go yeah. all around Disney Springs and then go all around Saratoga Springs right. and literally wrap around the golf course and back. Yeah, yeah, you can do that, definitely. Yeah, I I just think they need, uh, and, and you know, maybe they don't. I was going to say more restaurants because they really only have one sit-down yeah. restaurant, one quick service for that entire huge piece of property. I would think another place to eat, but I think they're saying, you know what, you want to eat. Yeah, walk across. Go to Disney Springs. I think that's the problem. But if you're just looking for something to go back to your room with, I think then, you know, that's not, you know, the Turf Club is nice, but. No, I mean, they they, they redid that quick service option, but, uh, you know, and they made it more modern, but it's still not enough. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. So uh, over in Hong Kong, uh, Disneyland Castle is receiving a new transformation. Uh, the Hong Kong Disneyland Castle is receiving an inspirational transformation of the iconic castle. The transformation has already uh, been taking place, however, but the most important stage started on Thursday, August 1st. Uh, the Hong Kong Disneyland Castle is starting to add a, adding a thematic towers 
Anne Spires, representing 13 stories of the beloved Disney princesses and heroines at the Castle Bays. The princesses and heroines represent a celebration of diversity, inclusion, and unity. Hashtag me too. Uh, guess we'll notice Cinderella, Tiana, Aurora, Ariel, Milan, Snow White, Moana, Merida, Belle, Rapunzel, Pocahontas, Jasmine, Anna, Elsa on the spires. Once the Hong Kong castle is complete, the hope is the Icon Castle will stand as a shimmering beacon of courage, hope, and possibility inspiring all who dare to dream big, according to the Disney Parks blog. Uh, Hong Kong. I'm sure that's how they wrote it. Um, <laughs> I, I can tell by the tone. Hong Kong Disneyland is also celebrating the transformation with a variety of Disney princess experiences available throughout the resort. Uh, Guests can experience an immersive princess transformation at the brand new storybook shop, the Pippity Boppity Boutique at the Castle uh, area. And they can enjoy Cinderella Suite at the Kingdom Club. Not the Cinderella Suite, no. Oh, I, I get it. the Cinderella Suite at the Kingdom Club, not the Cinderella Suite that we know. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, the Cinderella Suite features an uh, interior decor inspired by the classic tale of Cinderella. The castle transformation should be complete by next year. Once complete, the castle will also receive a outdoor stage uh, and featuring a daytime show as well, and a new view terrace for the nighttime spectacular. That's pretty cool. Oh, I, I wonder if they would ever do that over here in the States. To, to redo the castle? Like, I, to make Sleeping Beauty Castle a little bit bigger than it, it is, because it is the teeny tiny castle of all of them. Believe it or not, I hope they don't do it in Disneyland. I hope they do it to, Walt, to Magic Kingdoms. Yeah, really? I've always wanted that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Talking about that, did you see uh, on the internet uh, somebody did a... Uh, uh, a pink Tower of Terror for the 25th anniversary of the Tower of Terror, like the castle. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, that would be so <laughs> awesome if somebody <laughs> actually, like, imagine sitting here and said, oh, my God, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's put balloon, let's put balloon cake back let's up. Let's do it. <laughs> let's make it. I, I kind of liked when the castle was pink. I really enjoyed it. I, it was different. Yeah. It was different. It was fun. It looked. It was fun. You could see it from space because <laughs> it was pink. <laughs> you know, I I liked it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. There's a part of me that you know, when when Shanghai got its bigger castle, that I was thinking they should really renovate Walt Disney World because mm-hmm. Walt Disney World is the cash cow. It's you yeah. know, it, it's the main park. Even though mm. Disney World is clearly looking to expand in, in other markets. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready for uh, some headline news? Sounds good. And now the headline news. All right, here's the headline news, folks. You ready? Uh, Disneyland Resort will let it snow with festive traditions and sparkling decor to celebrate the holiday season starting November 8th to January 6th this year. So get your holiday on over there. Uh, as we uh, uh, Raph mentioned a little bit before, uh, the one millionth rider of the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run at Star Wars Galaxy Edge in Disneyland happened. There's people there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that happened quick. Yeah. Like what? 60 days? 30 days? 
That that, that happened quick. Now I wonder if they were can. Uh, uh, does that include like Bob Iger's twelve times? Nah. <laughs> or are they? Is it a real guest count? <laughs> the thing is, it's it's. I mean, some people have put out you know contrary you know contrary facts like mm. oh you know. Small World did this many number in, yeah. in this time. But the problem is that it all comes down to capacity at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's also new Photopass Studio is open in the Magic Kingdom. I didn't know they needed a new one, but apparently... Did you see what it is? No. It's a uh, little like backdrops of kind of like Snow White. They have like a setup with... Uh, like Kind of like they have at Disney Springs, the little photo studio. It probably is. I, I, mm. I, I haven't seen the one at Springs, but mm. they. I know they have a glass slipper and you can take a photo with it as mm. a prop. So mm. that's what it is. It's like a little, it's literally like a, like a Jay-Z Penny photo studio, but for oh. a photo pass. Okay, good. Terrific. Inside a park. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, Walt Disney Studios now holds the top five highest grossing domestic films in 2019. They own all, <laughs> all they studios. Own, I think they own... <laughs> I want to say they own six of the ten grossing films of all time, not just 2019. So, hey. I, well, all right. I think they bought the Avenger one with Endgame by yeah. putting it back in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Uh, I was very saddened by this. Uh, Disney uh, legend Rusty Taylor, who was the voice of Minnie Mouse, she died uh, at age 75. And I also... I'm sure everybody knows it, but she was married to the original Mickey Mouse voice, one of the Mickey Mouse voices. So it was Mickey and Minnie were married, literally. That's incredible. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, I don't know if these two, uh, Rusty and her husband, I don't know if they were legends. I don't know if they've been inducted or not. If not, they did better add her to the list now that she's dead, you know, and get her the legend status she deserves. I mean, come on. Uh, the Walt Disney Travel Company is going to increase travel protection plan pricing. And I think, I don't know if everybody buys this, but you probably should. If you have kids and things and, you know, stuff happens, man. And uh, you don't want to, you know, because Disney doesn't always be nice and say, oh, yeah, fine, we'll you know, make that another date for you. Sometimes it's like, yeah, sorry, you didn't buy the protection plan, you're out. Yeah, I mean, for somebody local, it's not a big of a deal, but when you're yeah. making your, your once-in-a-lifetime once trip to Disney, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, they also have now some new animated magic shots available at the Twilight Zone Terror. Terror. Uh, I don't think I've seen this one yet. Did yeah, you, have you seen the one at the Magic Kingdom? Yeah, where it zooms in all the way to the yeah, hub. Real. So this is basically that. I mean, it yeah. gives you like this, you know, lightning on the yeah. tower, uh-huh. and it zooms in, and then the doors open, and it's your photo. and then it zooms Oh, really? Out. Hmm. You know, they got that from NASA, right? No, I didn't. Yeah. We were talking to the guy at the Magic Kingdom. He said, I said, who, what, what, why, who, who thought it, uh, it was something we got from NASA? Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, our friends at NASA. Yeah. Just well, name drop. We can't put somebody on the moon anymore, but we can make magic shots in the Magic <laughs> Kingdom. It's okay. Uh, next up, $185 million uh, dollar opening weekend for the Lion King. I think that's probably a little low. Probably for that movie. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that's, that's stateside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, domestically, right, maybe not too bad. Uh, and like we said, Avenger Endgame now surpassed Avatar to become the top grossing film of all time. Whew. Thankfully. <laughs> I'm they, not an Avatar fan. But they own both now, so what does it matter? Yeah. 
Pop-Up Disney, a Mickey celebration in downtown Disney, is coming to a close September 2nd. So if you have not been, go. I've seen uh, the Mickey celebration merchandise now all over the place. I just recently, last night, saw it at the Four Seasons. I'm like, holy mackerel. I mean, this stuff is all over the place. You know, pretty crazy. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite characters is returning. Darth Vader, the meet and greet, is returning to Star Wars Launch Bay. August, that's because Kylo's going over to the real Star Wars. We give, hey, give that old man his space back there over at Bay Launch. No, we, ain't nobody going to want to see him over there. <laughs> right? I, I, that's I mean, what they're thinking. To <laughs> me, it's that... Because Kylo does that whole little thing over there oh i know i just yeah. i just think that look in my opinion the one mistake and you know i was i talked very highly about galaxy's edge because i i had a great experience there but the one thing that's obviously missing is the classic characters mm. so by them announce, i think this darth vader announcement is like hey we still have the classic characters if you love the classic characters right so i think that's what this is yeah especially because I don't think they will admit this publicly, but they're still a little worried about what happened in Disneyland. Uh, happening I'm here. sure. I'm sure. I think it I won't happen here because there's too many people. But yeah. All right. I think that's it. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Graph? Before we wrap it up, have I mentioned anything about Grandestino since? No. Go ahead. So I had the opportunity to go with my girlfriend to Grandestino, and it was a spectacular place. I mean, between Chromos Club and and just the hotel itself, it really. It feels like a luxury experience. I mean, I went to Grand Floridian not too long ago. It was my first time. Mm. And I know there's people that have been going to Grand Floridian for their whole lives. So don't shoot me. Yeah. But when I went in there, I know the lobby is still amazing. But the hotel rooms, that especially the, the average hotel room, not the suites and all that. Right. It just felt a little old to me. And it, didn't, it felt quaint. Instead of like, I think, you know, it sh- Disney hotels should be at the level of Las Vegas. You know, like the Aria and things like that. Like very high end. And... Or, and the best example here on Walt Disney World property is the Four Seasons. Right. And when I went into Grand Destino and into that tower, I'm like, wow, they looked at the they looked at what Four Seasons did. And they were like, we need to do this for ourselves. I mean, why yeah. why not? And so, to me, that tower, it's not the Four Seasons, obviously. It's not the level of service and, and things like that. Mm. But as far as the aesthetic and the look and the, the, the quality, it really gets to that level in the middle of, of Walt Disney World property. Yeah. Like having that view of Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. and hopefully they have a nighttime show, a uh, fireworks show coming to Hollywood Studios soon. Yeah. They'll be able to see that from their lounge, and it's just a really good experience. And I really would recommend people there as long as obviously you can afford. Yeah, I just think the fail was that uh, upstairs the restaurant that there's no view of the Magic Kingdom side. I agree with that from that restaurant. I it's only a, a view of the studio side, which was like. Did you not learn anything from Bay Lake, from California Grill, from yeah, every that, other sixteen tower building you've built? Obviously, that 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 the other thing there that was a little odd to me is they made a private room mm. that blocks your view on one of the sides out yeah. the windows, and I know it's because you know they they expect a lot of convention people, but sure, I just love that open space on yeah. both sides, and they could have achieved that had they just not given that private room uh, space. But yeah, there's little things like that. But I mean, overall, I just thought. The one, you know, quibble that I had, and I mentioned this with you earlier, was that I really feel that when they build that new tower, they should have built it its own pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And from what I heard, uh, I, I 
that all the check-in is happening at Grand Destino. None of the check-in is now happening at Coronado. Yeah, so that space right now is just vacant. Which uh, So, we, because when we were down uh, at the, what was it called, the Barcelona round, mm-hmm, lounge, mm-hmm. I saw people coming down the stairs with their suitcases, and I was like, what the hell are all these people carrying their suitcases down the stairs for? First of all, I was thinking, well, why don't you use the elevators, number one? And number two is why you, because they were all having their check-in there, and then, and then walk, walk all, all the way, way to the... I was like, holy mackerel. Yeah, that... They that, just made your your walk almost double what it used to be. Yeah, I should I should have said, go to Grand Destinos to stay in the tower. Yeah. Do not go to stay in the in other the rooms. In the Coronado rooms, which yeah. Which, obviously, there's going to be people that have to, and yeah, people sure. that want to because of the, the price and the things like that. The price is going to be cheaper, yeah. But if you can, go to the tower. Although, I went to the website, and they had rooms uh, anywhere from like $199 to $3,000, depending on how big the room was you know for the convention people like you're saying they had like a two bedroom suite you know with some sitting space that you could literally have like a meeting in your room if you so choose so yeah for the convention people three thousand dollars is not a big thing no, but definitely. 199 is still not that bad for probably no, the kind it, of room that you have and it's definitely worth it it's yeah. definitely worth it yeah and then i would say the other real you, have, quick- you have two lounges and a restaurant in the building and you never have to leave. It almost feels like like, like a luxe resort, to be yeah. honest. It's mm-hmm. not, but it's it's definitely got yeah. some things, including the, the the club. Yeah, there's um, a lot of tech in the rooms too. Yeah, which that's what I was gonna mention real quick is the Disney Plus is gonna be in those rooms. Yeah, and then supposedly in the whole property by the end of the year, and then mm-hmm. you gotta figure that's gonna be something that's gonna roll out uh, property wide eventually. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so. All right, well, hey, thank you uh, for coming by, Raph. Uh, don't forget, go check him out, themouse.com. Uh, and don't forget, uh, you can uh, find us all over the internets. We are at uh, Disney Parks Podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And then on the Twitters, uh, we are Disney Podcaster. So go check us out. If you want to send us email, it's at DisneyParksPodcast at gmail.com. And as we'd like to say around here... We'll see ya in the box. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company.